Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Par Hopper. Uh, go check them out, their golf apparel. I appreciate everything y'all do. Williams Tire over in Danville. Thank you, big fella. Nobles Networking. Chris, you got the best fucking internet around here. I appreciate it. Our management company, Red Circle. Uh, thank you for all the corporate sponsors that you have associated with the show. Still crazy to hear DraftKings and State Farm and all these other companies associated with it. Uh, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, thank y'all for carrying it and pushing it and featuring the show. Um, as everybody knows, uh, last week my father broke his neck, and this has been the first week since we started in October that I didn't book shows because I didn't know what the fuck I was going to be doing. So I went to TikTok, made a video, and I asked everybody to tag their favorite social media uh, personality in it. And this guy that I'm going to introduce y'all to got tagged several fucking times, to be honest with you. I looked at his stuff. Um, I wish the motherfucker put a shirt on every once in a while. But besides that, that's probably because I'm envious uh, of his abs. I don't know what the fuck that looks like. He's actually putting a shirt on. You don't fucking have to. It was a complete let joke. Me, let, no, let me put this shirt on. because I don't. I can, see, everybody gets on me about putting a shirt on. I just like to show my shit off. You know what I'm no, saying? When I don't you come, me. If I when fucking you look like you too, I, came, <laughs> I've always been one of them skinny, scrawny motherfuckers for most of my life, man. And then I decided to get clean and put a little bit of weight on. And now I look like I look. And I'm loving it. I'm, I'm all like McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You do. You should be. Everybody, <laughs> Mr. King Nilla. I hope I said that right. Yes, sir. Boy, y'all know that thing right there be busting. Why I forgot about that? Oh, man. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I have a thing that I do with every guest on the show. If you're recommended to me, I don't go very far back in your social media. I try my best to find out on the fly. Uh, you know, like I do, dude, a lot of people is going to have past judgment and talk shit about other folks. Uh, I like to I like to find out who you are in real time. Um, one thing I did not know that just struck me that uh, that I found very interesting, you just said that you decided to get clean. Um, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about that. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that side of you. Uh, a lot of people didn't know that side of me, and I don't think I put that side of me out until I probably had 750 to a, to a million followers on TikTok. For one... Like, I didn't want to put that out there because, oh, oh, you're an addict. Like, I didn't want motherfuckers judging me for who I am today from my past, you know. But then once I hit, like, a certain level, basically, when I leveled up on TikTok, I was like, you know, I think it's time to share, you know, a little bit about my past and who I am. Somebody had made a comment um, about, <laughs> oh, this dude's still on coke. And, and I went and did a TikTok. And uh, I had coke cans in my hand. And what I did was I did this old, the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin move. You know what I mean? Took yeah. the cans, smashed them the fucking together and threw them over my head and had this forklift lift me like 30 feet in the damn air. And then I just jumped in the fucking in the water right down there in the middle of the keys. Like, I mean, I thought it was an epic ass video. But uh, yeah, basically, um, yeah, drugs, alcohol, man, it didn't fucking matter, man. One was never enough, man. And thousand was really never even too fucking many, to be honest with you, because it was like I could just never stop. Uh, most of my life was spent that way. I don't think it really grabbed a hold of me until um, I was 27. But when I joined the military, um, I was 82nd Airborne. I was a combat medic. Uh, when I joined the military, brother. yes, sir. Uh, when I joined the service and I got stationed at Fort Bragg, like I went through my AIT, I went through uh, uh, basic training and I went to jump school and then I got stationed at, at, eight, uh, at Fort Bragg. 
And when I got there, shit, I had alcohol poison like three different times. They had to pump my stomach three different fucking times. I jumped out of a damn the two-story window in the barracks because <laughs> my CEO had told me, he said, if you get caught drinking again, you're fucking done. So I was drunk. I was shit-faced. And then I heard, I said, oh, fuck. I opened up my damn window. <laughs> and I tuck and rolled. I jumped and tucked and rolled, boy, I hauled ass. And I don't know where the hell I ended up, man. But I ended up somewhere. And uh, the MPs got me. I was puking up all over the side of the road and shit. They took me back to my barracks. And uh, they took me to the hospital. Had my stomach pumped again. But um, that's pretty much where uh, where it started getting a hold of me. And, I, you know, I started out with a little uh, the club drugs, eating ecstasy and whatnot. And then it just progressively got worse over the years, you know. And yeah. uh, I well, you look great. I'm, I'm just saying, my my sister's a recovering addict. My mother and my father are. Uh, I never got on anything besides uh, taking, you know, Adipex or an Adderall. Just a, uh, I, I like to take those <laughs> uh, and and drinking my beer. That's or my whiskey, whichever one is available at the time. But uh, it's always great to me because you just you never know, dude. You never know who's been down that fucking road. I would have not. I would not have guessed it with you, to be honest with you. What, 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 if you did have to take a guess, this is what I love to ask people. If you did have to take a guess at what my DOC was, what would be your first fucking guess? Your DOC, drug of choice? My drug of choice, yeah. Oh, Coke, well, 100%. Okay, well, so it was crack, but a lot of people think that it was either meth or fucking heroin. I'm like, I don't know. I, nah, but I still you, got all my teeth. Like, how nah, is I heroin junkie? Now you, uh, my, my dad was cracked too, by the way. Um, my, my dad was, I, I, I've seen it get a hold of people you wouldn't think. Uh, got a hold bro, of. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'll tell you the reason, only reason why I say Coke is, uh, you usually find people that are like not high strung, but fucking edgy anyway. And when they do that, they, they fucking love it because it intensifies their personality. And it just seems like you would be the type that wanted, uh, your personality intensified, not trying to take away from it. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely intensified my whole lifestyle. <laughs> what what was it like? Because I've never even asked my daddy this. Don't don't fucking want to go use if you answer this goddamn question now. No, like, no, I'm not gonna go fucking use. You want to know what it's like? Can I show you what it's like? Can I can I show you exactly what it was like? Yeah, sure. Look, this is this is what it was fucking like right here. This this right here is exactly Paranoia. what it was like. Fuck, or it would be like this. I'd be under the fucking bed. Like I'd be under the fucking bed like this. And I'd have my I'd have my pistol out. This is my pistol. And I'm fucking under the bed shooting my pistol. My pistol is my hand, y'all. Make a fucking gun with your <laughs> pointer finger and your fucking thumb. That was my that was my pistol. And I'm aiming it towards the fucking door. Because I always thought somebody was out to get my fucking stupid ass. You know? Dude, that, that's so I figured, insane. It, dude, it was it was the uh I hate it. Looking back at it, I fucking hate it. I hated everything about it, but there was some fucking, there was some reason. I just, I kept going back, I kept going back, I kept going back, I kept going back, knowing what the outcome was going to be, you know, the definition of insanity, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, dude. How long, how long have you been clean? Uh, I've got a little over, I'm almost to 17 months. Almost. Awesome. I got, I got probably like 10, 10, 11 days till I hit 17 months. Very, very fucking proud of you, dude. Very yeah, I appreciate proud. that. I appreciate that. I've just seen what it's done to families and I've seen what it's done to people. And uh, one thing that I actually, all this is making me like you a whole lot more and have different perspective <laughs> by, by the way on your videos. Uh, I love seeing people overcome. 
I, I, I don't care what it is that you overcame. I love seeing people that decided I can't fucking do this no more. This isn't the way to live. There's something better for me. And uh, it, it, I always, <laughs> I always caught like with my daughter, uh, I'm a survivor of suicide, uh, 10 plus years. And when I decided I wasn't going back down that road, I was going to understand my depression and my anxiety and all this stuff. Uh, literally nine months later, my daughter was born. So it's my wow. saving, that's my saving grace. Yeah. And that is yeah. what's always kept me that way. So I love seeing other people say, I'm not fucking doing it. And it seems like you've traded one high for another. Now you got all these people that absolutely adore you on social media. And uh, I feel like that's probably a high within itself. It is. It really is, man. It, um, you know, I've tried to be a social media guy on, on Facebook many, many, many times. And, and right when I would start to get a little bit of clout, like my addiction would take over. And then I would lose it all. And then I would try to build it back up and then I would lose it. Um, and it's like timing just wasn't right for me in my life at that time. And then I took myself off all social media after a bad, bad relapse. Literally, I burned every fucking bridge. I didn't burn them some bitch. I blew them, slammed the hell up. But there was something that I've learned in my life. And I've been, make, been meaning to make a video about this is that we have to we have to create distance in order. No, we have to fuck. <laughs> I know what you're trying we have to, to say. We have to burn bridges in order to create distance. Yeah. You know, uh, and sometimes that's what happens in life. You know, for me, like my mom, my friends, you know, exes, whatever it may have been, uh, family, they've always enabled me, you know, and this is something that I tell other people who are struggling with family members or, or, or uh, you know, spouses or whatever that, that are in addiction. They're like, well, I, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, stop fucking enabling them. You know, I'm like, the more that you enable them, the, the, the easier it's going to be for them to just keep fucking manipulating you. Yeah. Right. So when I had when I had my mom always let me come back and stay or my grandparents let me give me a, a house to uh, stay in or my, my cousin let me stay in a shed in the backyard. You know, when I had every all these people, you know, allowing me to do things, I, I knew I always was able to go somewhere and have a roof over my head. But when every fucking body turned their fucking back on me after I destroyed every bridge in my life, I had nobody else to turn to but myself. So you, I had to find it deep within. You ever heard the story about the donkey and the whale? I don't think so. Okay, I'm gonna, you, you'll like it. You'll get it. Because the same thing, same thing happened to me, but not, not addiction-wise. All right, so the story goes, is donkey fell in the whale. Donkey had the choice to give up uh, and just drown. He had hit rock bottom. And looking up, the donkey had to make the choice. He had to scrape the sides. The most difficult thing imaginable would be breaking down the walls for you to step on hardest fucking journey ever to get up well the donkey decides he doesn't want to die rock bottom taught the donkey how to be strong how to overcome how to break down walls to get to where he needed to be and that's usually what you find with people that are addicts or people who are just floundering in life you have to hit rock bottom in order to become a better person if you do not hit rock bottom then you'll never learn i hate that some people are hard-headed i hate that me and you both had to <laughs> hit rock bottom at some point in time I, i've had to spend many a night in jail I, i've been at the detention center yeah. twice now Hell yeah. and you know what dude i looking back at it, i'm 33 looking back at it some of those were the worst nights of my life but it made me who i am now so it's really hard for me to hate on them yeah, that's the that's the most powerful thing, man, is, you know, I, I may have wasted most of my fucking life 
But the how the old best are you, by the way? I'll, I'll be 40 this year. And I don't look it. I, everybody tells me I look 50, 55, 72. I'm like, you're an asshole. I thought you were. I thought I thought you were younger. I thought all the fucking crack turned your beard gray. Like I thought you. I thought you were like thirty five. To be honest with you, finally somebody sees it. You know, oh damn! They say I have a face of a sixty year old and a body of a twenty five year old. So I mean, I'll give, I'll give you that. <laughs> whatever, dude. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I still look better than you. So I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. But no, man. That that was the that was the best thing for me, man. Is uh. Is, is fucking hitting that damn rock bottom. And, and I didn't know what it was going to take. Everybody always asked me, what's it going to take? What's it going to take? What's it going to take? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. You know, I was never scared of the fucking consequences. The consequences of my actions never scared me whatsoever. Losing my kids, losing my businesses, losing my house, losing everything that I've ever worked for. It did not scare me at all. But what it did do was it, it, it made me understand and learn that over time, I'm afraid of those consequences because I don't want to have to feel that fucking pain no more. When I, I'll tell you what really ultimately did it for me. My last relapse was back in 2019. It was around October, November. And uh, I ended up stealing $7,000 out of my mom's bank account. All of her money that she had in her bank account, I drained it dry. Left her with like negative 46 cents. Uh, last week, I just paid off. I just made my last payment to her. Um, so she has now gotten all her money that I stole from her back. And uh, that's why I went and celebrated with that new Nilla Nation tattoo. Um, but when I had to call my kids' mama, because I've had custody of my kids since 2017. And when I had to call their mama and tell them, tell her to come get them, because I just couldn't do it no more. And then when I went back to the house after a week of being in the fucking hotel and they're gone, and I knew they were gone. And then I came there and I seen all their football gear and everything that like we shared as, as a as father and son um dude that that hurt my fucking soul the only thing that i could possibly even compare the pain that i felt is the loss of a child that's the only possible thing that i could even remotely try to compare that feeling that i had yeah, but so see, that's it was what, painful that's what makes you different though i'll go ahead and tell you my, like with my sister, my sister, it took her being in jail and being clean for a while and then going to rehab. She had youngins, uh, has youngins, and she didn't give a fuck about them. You always, I always find it very interesting that when you see somebody that the turning point is their children, uh, I think that is what they're supposed to be. Our children are always supposed to be a reason for us to not fuck up, for us to do the right thing, for us to be better men. And uh, the fact that your children were your turning point – most people probably would have thought that you were going to say I ended up in jail or I ended up fucking <laughs> up because that's what a lot of people, uh, yeah. the yeah. fact that it was your kids that made you be like, you know what? I'm not fucking doing this no more. That what makes you a grown ass man. In my opinion. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. And that's a lot of people. They're like, how many felonies you got? <laughs> I'm like, take a guess. They're like 12. I'm like zero. Like I have none. See, even I've got two. Yeah. <laughs> I've, been, I've, I've been lucky man i'm not gonna lie I, that's one thing about my life that all the shit that i've done some fucking shit that i should probably be buried under the fucking jail for but all the shit that i've done dude like i, I got lucky you know i, I don't have i have zero fun. but i got like five duis though I mean, oh you fuck know. <laughs> duis no goddamn i'm from georgia bro my my fuck i bet my dad i bet my dad he, he's clean now he, he's not used drugs in probably 10 plus years but uh yeah. 
my dad, he's he's got like every bit of six or seven. I've got one. I should have had about fucking fifteen. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like DUIs. Yeah. I, I don't understand yeah. DUIs. To be honest with you, because like with me, I'm a better driver when I'm shit faced. Uh, and I hate that I think that way, but I'm a better driver <laughs> when I'm shit faced. Like I, I I drive very well. But you got people out here that's fucking completely sober and they can't they can't drive a straight line, but I can when no. I'm drunk. I think everybody should be rated different. I hate that there's like a line. <laughs> you know what no, I'm there's two lines. There's two lines. There's one on the left side of the car and one on the right side. As long as you can keep it in between them, you should be fine. Fuck yeah. Just don't speed. <laughs> it, it, ain't, don't, it, yeah. it ain't that goddamn hard. No. It, it's really I love the speed, not. though. I get more fucking speeding tickets probably than anybody in the fucking in, in the United States. I'm telling what, you, I get what one, do you drive? one a month. I, I drive an F1 shitty. Okay. And I say F1 shitty because it's an F1, it's an F1 shitty. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking work truck. It's a beater, right? Yeah. I mean, it, and plus it's a Ford. I, I'm, come on. I'm not a fucking Ford guy. But what are you? I'm a Chevy man. Okay. I got, I got a Dodge. So I, li- I like is my it, Dodge. Is it a Cummins? No, fuck no. I'm poor. Um, I uh, know. Uh, I didn't like, I would like to have one just to be that dickhead that has a coming, <laughs> but I have no fucking purpose. For, I have a, I have a 17, uh, Dodge Ram, uh, 1500. And, uh, I like, I don't have the need, like, I want an F250 to be honest with you. One of the platinum so fucking bad because I think they're the sexiest trucks, but it is pointless for my ass who has a studio that lives a mile away from my fucking studio to have something that is that big. Like, my truck's big enough as it is. My truck already says little dick energy. Like, when you see it, if, I've, <laughs> if, if I'm fucking driving, if I'm fucking driving a Cummins, oh, yeah, just, just little pepper. <laughs> little dick energy. You got little stu- pepper energy, bro. Absolutely. Like- <laughs> Especially when you don't fucking need it. Yeah. I mean, I got a – mine, it's a 03 – it's a 04 – uh, F-150, man, long bed, regular cab. I mean, the AC fucking works. I got 268,000 miles on it. But uh, when I came back from the oil fields, man, um, I paid 500 cash for it. You, you know, that. and that's all, I, that's all I needed at the time. You know what I mean? And that's still all I need, you know? Like like I said, man, I've lost I've, – I've had everything and I've lost everything. You know, that material shit don't bother me no more. I, I'm, not, I'm not impressed by it no more. See, it just doesn't – it doesn't faze me. Once again, I, I, I'll go and tell you, I'm a very fucking real person. That, that's the reason why like, the podcast ha- has been so successful. It's why I was successful on country radio. I didn't know what to expect with you, but everything you had said so far is the complete fucking opposite what I thought I was going to get tonight. Ah. I, and I, 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 I'm just being real. I'm just, I'm just being real with you. But the fact that you say stuff like that, I can tell you are a very sincere, genuine, honest person. So that was my way of saying I'm fucking sorry for prejudging like an asshole. <laughs> I shouldn't have fucking did it. But Man, you're it complete happens. opposite. You're complete opposite of what I thought I was going to get. You need to stop giving me these chill bumps because I just shaved my arms yesterday, and now my hair's already grown back. Well, now I think you're a fucking arm. piece of shit again, shaving <laughs> your arms. You had me, and you fucking lost me, my guy. Oh, yeah, I, 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 if, if I fucking it had arms like that, I'd fucking shave them too. <laughs> you know, it's just the ink, bro. I got to show off the ink. You know what I'm saying? Got to show off the ink. I don't blame you. Uh, so do you have – now you do tile, right? You like tile? Yeah, I've been I've been doing tile for, fuck, man, 15, 20 years. Um, and Like when I said that I lost my business, that was back in, in 17. I, I built that motherfucker. It was just me 
And then next thing I know, I've got fucking three work vans. I got 15 guys. I'm working. I'm remodeling all the 7-Elevens down here in Orlando. Uh, so I got a night crew going on. I got two different day crews going on. And then out of nowhere, just like, boom, just smoked it all gone. Fucking insane that you just said that. My dad owns a drywall company. Same fucking thing. My dad was walking around at the peak of his, his company. This is probably like in 05. Um, we live about 45 minutes away from my Air Force base. The Air Force base, the community around it was fucking exploding. Mm-hmm. My dad had the contract for fucking 500 houses a year probably. So, like, he had crews working nonstop all day, every day. And um, my dad said he knew that the turning point with, with him was when he was walking around with like seventeen to $20,000 in cash in his pocket. He quit going to work. He quit taking care of responsibilities. And all of a sudden, that $20,000 wasn't there no more. Like, yep. it was it was where – and he couldn't explain where the fuck it went. He couldn't pay payroll. Uh, yep. At one point in time, my grandpa would tell a story about how he had to go take out a loan to pay people in the material bill. And uh, I, I, I've seen it, dude. And I, I have to commend you and, and clap for you that uh that you you you're coming back from it and that and that's cool as fuck man it is what it is man you know i mean you live you learn you fucking you fall down the the thing about it man is how many times you fall down how many times you're gonna get back up and keep fighting you know i mean if you're gonna stay down on the ground and just get jumped and get your ass beat then then you don't deserve to stand up and and get anything that you can that you can earn for yourself you know Uh, well well, man well well, man there's there's a saying that i really fucking like and it's uh you know if if you didn't know how bad it felt to lose you wouldn't appreciate winning so much you know every once in a while there's something that i came up with i'm just gonna throw this out because if i'm gonna say other people's quotes i'm gonna say my own shit so this is one of mine here but i believe that god allows us to go through hell so we know what heaven's worth there's some of us that have to go through that shit, man. But it makes us so much fucking stronger. The ones of us that don't break and the ones of us that keep moving forward, it is a blessing. It is, it is it's such a fucking blessing. And, I've uh, never been more blessed in my life, man, to be honest with you. Yeah. Isn't it crazy, though, like right now, with everything that's going good for you on social media and all this other stuff, you being clean and you living life the right way and it's working hard, you start to receive your blessings. Like, isn't that just fucking, you know, you know that it's coming from a good place. I do know that it's coming from a good place. Um, but that's something that I struggle with hard. And, and I just finished my step two uh, in my 12 step program. And it, you know, it, it's coming to believe that a power greater than yourself camera stores, you camera stores sanity. And, um, you know, I was raised, I was raised Southern Baptist my whole life. Uh, and I've always had a strong belief in, in, in God and Jesus Christ. I've always had that strong belief. And uh, that last relapse, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't understand why I'm having such a disconnect. Like I still pray over my food. I still bless my food. I, I still pray randomly. And they're not foxhole prayers. But, you know, they're, they're every once in a while, I'll just shoot out a prayer. Thank you. You know, I thank you for everything. You know, I appreciate it all. You know, just give me the strength, whatever. But it's not. It's not, I'm not as connected as I used to be. I used to wake up every morning and, and thank my higher power or thank God for, for giving me another chance and go to bed every day and, and thank him for keeping me clean. But today it's just like, not that I'm doing it on my own, 
um, this is a touchy subject for me, bro. But it's not like I'm doing it on my own, but I feel like I am. But I know there's something there that's guiding me. I'm just having that fucking disconnect with. It's easy for someone who is struggling to have more faith. It is actually harder for somebody whose life is going well to acknowledge it. Um, I'm the same way. Whenever I was a, you probably, well, you hadn't been really been to jail. Uh, the whole thing where people have jailhouse religion, right? They find God in jail and all mm-hmm. this shit. Well, when there's nothing else, when you're, when there's nothing else, it's easy to attach yourself to God. Uh, it is harder when things are going good because a lot of people only think that you're supposed to pray when it's storming outside. There's a lot, there's a lot of people, but you got to pray when the sun shines too. And um, I'm telling you, like, it, it ought to be that way for you right now. You, you probably, if you're anything like me, it's where you're waiting on the other shoe to drop. Even though things are going good for you, I fucked up enough in my life to where it's like, <laughs> it's like, all right. When's it going to fucking happen? Something's about to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Something <laughs> is about to be bad. Yeah. But, but the truth is, if you're doing stuff the right way, uh, God's there with you. He just doesn't have to hold your hand as much right now because you're doing stuff the right way. Whenever you were you know, living wrong, God had to be there. He had to have like his hand on your hip, uh, pulling you up when you fall down. But right now you're doing it yourself. He, he hadn't, he hadn't left you. He's still right there. It's just, you don't, it's not that you don't need him, but you're not relying on him as much because you're making the right decisions. I'm so glad that you put it to me like that because now I don't feel like such a piece of shit. Don't fuck for shit. not for for not reaching out and and being uh, being more grateful than what I am. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with me, dude. I tell you, like I'll give you, I'll give you a little story. Uh, I got fired last year from Country Radio on my birthday, right? Um, the last thing that I read on Country Radio was uh this post that I had written up, and it was just talking about how you're not always where you're supposed to be, but you're always where God wants you to be. Like sometimes we got to learn lessons in places. We don't want to learn fucking lessons. Right. Um, but as I got the call that I was getting fired, they cut my boss calls me from the radio station. I'm sitting in a tattoo chair and I'm getting this chest piece and this, and my half sleeve that I've wanted forever. And it's literally of God's armor. I wanted God's armor tattooed on me because I'm not an example setter as a Christian. I believe that you got uh, preachers in this world and you got warriors. I'm a fucking warrior. Uh, and that's how I always like classify myself. I've got the faith, but I've also got the fight. And like, as I am getting tattooed, God's armor is when they call and tell me I'm fired. So <laughs> if that's, that's, yeah. That's a little Atlantis Morset, don't you think? Very ironic. Very, very. <laughs> Thank you for picking up on that one. Everybody's oh, like, yes. Who the, what, who's Alanis Morissette? What? Like, what's bad is I absolutely <laughs> love that fucking song. <laughs> I'm, I'm that white guy you'll see riding down the road talking oh, about with, the fucking rains the fucking on your wedding day. Yeah, 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 it rains on your goddamn wedding day. Well, that's me. Oh, man. No, I'm, I'm glad God, that I Marty. could. I, I, yeah, I mean, dude, when you're living right. You know, it's not that you don't need God. It's not that you don't love God. It's just you're doing things the right way. He doesn't have to hold your hand as much. Yeah, I needed that tonight, man. If if I don't take anything from this podcast tonight, I'm taking that with me because that that really that really hits home for me. I'm telling you, I struggle so much with that, and um, I don't feel like I got to struggle with that much anymore now. Don't. 
as long as you're doing what's right. Nobody can tell you what's in your fucking heart, dude. If you know that you're doing the right stuff in life, I mean, you can't, you, you can't be mad at yourself. You can't be worried about that stuff. You know, there's a reason why a lot of people, they, they think about it like this. I put it into a better uh, metaphor for you. How many days a week do people go to church? One. Mainly. Well, Wednesdays two, and Sundays. Yeah, Wednesdays and two, Sundays, okay? Yeah. So that means you're spending the other day living your life, right? So it's the same thing with your everyday life. If you pray over your food, you acknowledge God, and you acknowledge that Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you don't have to do it every day. You don't have to do it every second of every day. You, you know, I don't go to church. I don't believe in organized religion. I believe that it is your own personal relationship with God that's yes. all that matters. Yeah. Technically, technically, it says where two or more may gather is church. We're having church right now, bro. Well, amen. But, Hallelujah. Praise yeah, the Lord. Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> like, once you come to terms with that and you realize that you can't put God into a box, you can't. Like, he's with you all the time, every day, everywhere you go, in your room right now. He's there. You know, you don't have to you don't have to always be saying thank you. He already knows. And he knows by you living life the right way. By not going out there and making those dumb, stupid ass choices that I used yeah. to make. Hey, you heard it just like I did when I was a fuck up. That uh if you start living the right way, you start getting blessed. You start having good things happen to you. And it's the truth. You you damn you do stuff the right way in life, and guess what happens? It, your heart gets bigger, your pockets get deeper, the people around you, your circle's better. And it's all God saying to you, hey, look, you've acknowledged me, you've written, you've uh, made the wrongs right. And let me let me just be there for you. But you do your thing. Just do it the right way. Give me enough rope to hang myself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's what's great, though. Like, I think that's what there's a... You know, that's what's great is, you know, walking by blind faith. You, you got to, uh, you know, me and you didn't know he's going to be talking about this tonight. And that's one thing about me. I am so done got to the point of my life to where I know who I am. And I think you know who you are by now that me and you probably didn't know he's talking about God tonight, but it's either something that you needed to hear something I needed to hear, or more importantly, Somebody that you're going to tell to go download the show, or I tell to go download the show, is something that they needed to hear. We're always no, an extension, we're always an extension of God, bro. One hundred percent, man, definitely. Because I seen when I see, when you sent me that text message, it said politics, religion, and whiskey. I was like, oh fuck, dude, here we go. Like the three right. things that I do not want to talk about: politics, religion, and whiskey. You, you know, but man, hey, let me tell you, you'd be you'd be so surprised. <laughs> I literally have to tell fucking people. All the time. Look, I named it the stuff I got fired for because I wanted to people to come here and I wanted them to know, like, whatever you want to talk about. I have OnlyFans girls that come on here. I also have, like, Crossroads Recovery Ministry that comes on my show. It's for everybody. And so, like, you don't have to, you don't have to pretend to be perfect or think that you, who you are. You know, you come on here and you're just around people that just chill and they want to tell the truth and they want to be real. That's what that's what I hate about TikTok. And one reason, like, I'm glad that you did the show is because TikTok gives off or all social media. It gives off one perception of the person. I prejudged you and I shouldn't have. That was me being a dickhead. 
I, I want to so I want to ask you on that. I want to stop you there. Like, what was yeah. your fucking prejudgment about uh, thought, you? Like some I bougie you, motherfucker? No, no, I thought you were gonna be a prick and a tool. One hundred percent. Like I thought that you were going to be this all about me. Look at my fucking body. This is my following on social media. Uh, but you gotta understand, I deal with this every single day, and there's people that have done the show. Like, especially because I talk about politics sometimes, right? Like, we'll have some shows about current events all the time. And you get these people that don't know their ass from a fucking voting, like, booth. Like, they don't, but they want to preach about what they saw somebody else doing on social media. So you never know who's genuine. You were one of those that I actually think is very genuine. You deserve all the success you get because uh, you're a lot of people wouldn't have opened up the way you have so far. Yeah, man, like I said, dude, I'm just as fucking transparent as a damn sheet of glass, bud. I mean, that's one thing about me is I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, people in my in my comment sections, they be talking so much shit. But I'll be so quick to pick out that fucking comment and then do a video reply back to them and tell them to fuck you. You're a piece of shit, too. Like, you don't know me. You don't know my past. You don't know my history. You don't know who the fuck I am today. So sit your fuck ass down. Well, come say it to my face like a real fucking man. Like, I'll give you the plane ticket. Bring it out here. Yeah. You know, so then I can fucking slap you and knock the shit out of you. Like, I, I really yeah. don't fucking care. You know, yeah. and, and I want to touch on I want to touch on something real quick because I know you want to keep going. But, you know, all my life, this is genuine. All my life, people be like, you know, I, I, they, they tell me that they have this one perception of me. Like when they first when they first meet me, oh, you're a fucking dick. You're an asshole. Oh, you're you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see how that comes off. But then once you actually give me just a little bit of fucking time, you see the genuineness, you see the realness, you see how big my heart is, you know, you see all these different things that you would have never thought would come from this body, this face, this whatever, you know, because you, you, you prejudge me and I get it all the time. You know, there's people that, that follow me now that used to be the biggest fucking trolls, the biggest fucking haters, you know what I'm saying? But now they're out there buying fucking Nilla Nation merch. You know what I'm saying? And now they're the biggest fucking supporters that I have out there. Just because they stuck around just a little while to see that genuine side of me come out. And once they were actually able to see that and, and kind of get to know just a little bit more of who, who King Nilla is, you know, which is fucking nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm fucking nobody. I'm a peon. I'm a goddamn towel guy. You know, I'm a single fucking dad who raises his kids the best way that he knows how. You know, who has a bad fucking past, you know what I mean? Who's got a history. But I get up, I put my boots on, I go to work every fucking day. I deal with two fucking psychotic-ass teenage boys, you know? <laughs> One of them, straight-A fucking kid. When I first got custody, the little fucker, he, was, he had all Fs across the whole board, all Fs. You know what I mean? Now he's making A, B honor roll. He made straight A's his last semester in 10th grade. And he gives me all the fucking thanks for that. You know, but it's not me. You know, it was me staying on top of him and doing what I felt as a father needed to do as a parent. You know how we should fucking do our kids, teach them, guide them, stay on top of them. Don't just let them fucking go. You know, I did that for my boy, you know, and my other one, he's starting on the junior varsity football team as, as a freshman. You know, as a, as a safety or a cornerback, he's got a starting position, but these are things because of. You know, what, what I did for, for my kids and what I did for my life, you know, this TikTok bullshit, this fame, whatever, it don't mean two fucks. It's nice. 
You know what I'm saying? I get to put a little extra ching ching in my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I like that shit. You know, I, I like being, I like the little gifts that people send me. I like the good compliments and the good feedback. But at the end of the fucking day, I'm nothing but a motherfucker who, who served in the fucking army and who does tile for a living. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm nobody. Yeah, but see, that is what social media needs more of. Like, there's too many people now that are fucking 18 years old, 16 years old that are millionaires, never had to work for it. They don't earn it. I can't stand that shit. It's people like you, to be honest with you. I feel like you're you're someone that deserves it. And it's very rare I say that, just just so you know that. And how you was talking about people perceive you the way they did like I did. Same thing with me. Everybody thinks I'm an asshole, but it's just the way I, I know how I want my fucking life. I know yeah. how I want the people around me to be. If I think you're a whatever, I'm probably not going to be extremely nice to you. I'm not going to be ugly to you. I just, you know, there's no reason for me to be fake. I, I just don't think there's a reason for people to be fake. I want you to know where you stand with me. But mm-hmm. uh, but with you, uh, I think you are one of these people that actually deserve something. You you have overcome a lot of stuff. You're being a very good father. That's the most important thing out of everything you just fucking said in my book. Um, and that's what you deserve. You deserve that little extra change in your pocket. You know, uh, I'm doing this GoFundMe for my daddy right now who broke his neck. He's been working since he was 16 years old, right, dude? And he started his own business when he was about 35. And the economy fucking economy and drugs have fucking time and time again. Uh, then he got clean and he had his successful business and scared he's gonna lose it all and everything now and all this shit. But the thing that has just blew my mind is my daddy for the past several years has done things the right way. He has lived the right way. And now he's getting blessed from people that have been down the same road that have struggled, that have fucking hurt, that have uh, made mistakes. Those people, I call them warriors. I, I call people like you and myself a fucking warrior for a reason. It's because we're battle scarred. We're not broken. We're battle scarred. We've got our dents and dings in our armor. That's why I wanted God's armor tattooed on me. So I remember every time I look in the mirror that, you know what? I'm not meant to be peachy clean. I'm not meant to be that fucking white knight. I'm not. I am meant to be a fucking warrior in whatever I do in life. And so you are one of the ones that's overcame. You have made a better life for yourself and for your children. You're setting the example for your boys that a grown-ass man ought to be setting. You deserve that little extra change, not these fucking kids. That, the, these kids are going to be so spoiled when TikTok is fucking done that they're not going to know what to do, dude. They're, they're going to be out. If TikTok ended today for me and you, you got a job and you know how to live. I've got a job and know how to live. We it, There's something special about it. No, I, I agree with you, man. Um, like these these motherfuckers dude they make so much money off of youtube it's fucking insane like they never have to work an an actual physical day of hard labor ever in their entire fucking life you know they get to go out and make these fucking random ass now don't get me wrong some of this shit's funny as fuck now oh yeah (laughs) i'm not saying it ain't i'm not saying it ain't now i'd love to be out there blowing shit up you know what I mean? I'd like to be out there like Ginger Billy making that fucking NASCAR minivan that that motherfucker made. That shit was hilarious as hey, fuck you, to me. You talk about fucking <laughs> humble, Adam. Oh, I, I can imagine. I can Ad, imagine. You I would imagine. not know. 
you would not know that he had fucking a billion fucking likes. I, I mean, you wouldn't know. That's insane. That's insane. It's insane. And I, I, I think I followed him on uh on Facebook uh when he was doing his thing on Facebook. I don't know if he's still doing it, but because I kind of just signed off on Facebook. But man, that that dude, uh, he's so fucking trip, but I swear to God, he is, man. God, he lightens up my day every time I see him come on my FYP. Yeah, he he's one of those, and I think you probably I hadn't got into this with you yet, but I'm just gonna assume because I can I can tell what kind of man you are. One thing about him and a lot of people that absolutely make me just really adore what some of these creators do is they give back and they don't ask for anybody to acknowledge it. And they, they help people in need. And that's one reason why I sit here and tell you that that man deserves everything that he does because I've seen it, him give back and not ask for a single bit of acknowledgement. A bunch of this stuff with social media, you should pay it forward. You should help others. Uh, that's why I share my suicide story. It isn't for people to be like, oh, yeah, he's overcame. No, I share it because I want to help somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. want them to ever fucking go down that road. And mm-hmm. if me... If me being comfortable, just like you sharing, you know, your problems with addiction, dude, that'll be worth more in the long run than any other fucking thing you can imagine. You know, it's it's worth so much more to me, um, you know, and I, I don't make and I don't make a lot of money off of TikTok, man. I probably make, you know, a few hundred dollars a month off of it. But what I do gain from it is I gain the messages in my inbox that say, dude, you, you, you've inspired me to get clean. You know, I've got people that check in with me daily. and like, I'm on day six. I'm on day seven. You know, dude, you have no idea how much you inspire me. I was in a dark, dark hole. And watching your videos have brought me out of that. You've given me life again. You remind me of so-and-so. You remind me of my brother. You remind me of my late husband. You know, it, it, it's, it's countless messages like those that continue to give me that extra push to keep doing what I'm doing. Because no matter the bullshit that I've been going through in my fucking life, like, I, I don't know if you just seen the young lady that just slid behind me. Yeah. Um, but like we, we went, she's, she's a, uh, she's a creator on TikTok. We met through TikTok. She's from Jersey. She moved her and her two kids down here back in November. And then we had a big, huge falling out. I mean, and it was, it was a social media fucking nightmare. Um, I mean, it was it was fucking horrid, dude. And and um, here we are, man. And and we're we're back together. We're trying to work things out. And it's one of those blessings that you were talking about. You know, when you continue to do the, the next right thing, even when yeah. nobody's looking, you know, your your blessings come back to you. So, yeah, I I just love. I love all the positivity that I get. I love even the negativity because it just gives me content. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, like you were saying, the giving back. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but the giving back is the is the most incredible thing for me, especially being from where I was and to give somebody some inspiration because I never know who I can inspire. But you know, that's part of the 12 step program is giving back to people. You know, giving back what was so freely given to us, man. And, and I fucking love it, dude. Like I really do. Yeah, don't don't worry about cutting me off. This is your fucking show tonight, my guy. That's why I have that's why I have guests, man. For people to find out who you are. They fucking have heard me 130 times now. They know they they about know the next thing that's gonna come out of my mouth. Um well, which is gonna be what? I don't know right now. Probably this beard is going in. <laughs> what kind of beer do you drink, man? 
Uh, right now I'm on the Mick Ultra Pure Gold kit because it's uh, it's very, it's very light. It's it's uh, I don't give fuck. It's organic. It's just very light. I like to play golf. By the way, I saw your golf swing while ago. It's not fucking Ah. bad. I play here and there. I used to play. I used to play pretty regularly, man. But I just I don't have the fucking time for that shit no more, man. Okay. Do you own your own tile company? Uh, me and me and my uh, me and a buddy of mine who I who we actually got clean together. That's we awesome. went to the same rehab seven years ago. Um, we got clean together. We were starting our own business back then, and I fucked up, and he stayed clean. Uh, he's got like seven or eight years now, um, and then. When I was in uh, when I was in the oil fields, he's like he's like Mike. You know, that's my real name, Mike. Don't don't fucking call me that. We might want to edit that out, right? <laughs> as long as you don't say your last name, I think you're gonna be all right, killer. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like Mike. He's like, what the fuck do I gotta do to stay busy? And I'm like, dude, I've been telling you for fucking years, bro. I said, are you ready to take my advice? He says, yeah. I said, have you thought about us partnering up? He says, I have. I says, okay. All right, so here's my fucking advice. So he took my advice and I came home from vacation from the oil fields for two weeks and I brought all my shit. I packed all my shit in my suitcases and I came home because I just knew that when I got here, he was going to be like, man, I need you to stay. You can't I, I can't do this without you. And and that's exactly what the fuck happened. So last August, uh, I came home and uh, he got this he got this big ass job and he, he didn't have nobody. It was just him. So he's like, dude, I got it. You got to stay. And I'm like, all right, I got you. I already packed all my shit. I'm ready to rock and roll. So we started last August and uh, he owns the business, but like I'm, I'm managing or whatever. And uh, he pays me really good. But once he told me, once I hit my two year clean mark is when I'll actually become 49% owner of the company. So that's what I'm working towards. And uh, well, 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 I reason I asked that is to shout the company out. Tell them if they can, where they oh, can so, find y'all. Yeah, man. So American Restoration and Remodels located out here in Port Orange, Florida, baby, because we all down here in the FLA, except for you, you're in the GA. Uh, but yeah, American Restoration and Remodels. Look us up on the uh, on the Googly. You can find us on there. Uh, I don't know about the BBB, um, but the Googly, you can definitely find us. And uh, we got some good reviews up there. We do really good work. Uh, we do all tile work. All your flooring needs, except carpet. Fuck kicking carpet. I'm not going to go kick no carpet. My knees are already shot. But, yeah, um, that's us. That's what we do. Um, we can do damn near anything, but we just try to stick to one main trade, and that's tile work, man. We can do kitchens, bathroom remodels. It don't matter. Whatever you want done. Uh, and we're willing to travel. That's, that's, what I was, uh, that's what I was getting to. That's what I was getting to. Hey, he's got to be right. I mean, it's like an arm and a uh, leg for us to fucking travel. Uh, Nobody wants to pay that shit. Nobody wants to pay that shit. How, how bad it. is fucking the price of lumber and price of concrete and everything fucked y'all with building right now? Dude, the price. <clears throat> so the price of lumber is what, like $100 a fucking sheet of plywood? It's fucking a lot. <laughs> it's fucking stupid, bro. But it's not stopped the economy. Motherfuckers are still building houses left and right. It ain't stopped or slowed down none. You know, it, it don't matter. The concrete, I mean, that's so Florida's all block homes. 99% of them are all block homes because of termites. Um, it, it hasn't stopped, man. There, I mean, they, you got Margaritaville that's going up, um, and you've got m- more land that's being cleared out right here in, in the land. They're just steadily fucking building the houses. I mean, left and right, everywhere you turn, it's house, 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 house. Well, I'm glad work is staying steady for y'all, dude. Right, we love it, bro. We're booked out till, uh, till October as of right now. And, uh, I mean, we got a bunch of big jobs on our plate. We were doing a little small, small, you know, 
bullshits here and there, you know, a little 1100 square foot house here, 11 foot square square foot house there. But uh, right now we're currently working on a uh, seven bathroom, 6,500 square foot home uh, right there in the center of Lake Mary. And uh, it's a, uh, it's putting a name on it for us. Oh, so we're doing good. Sweet. Well, dude, I appreciate so much you doing the show. Uh, I think you are going to go very far in this stuff. I think, I think, uh, I think you, like I said, you opening up and everything. Like, I know you got, you got a new fan in me and I know the people that listen to me, they're going to fucking love you. Um, I just like people to overcome bro and have a positive outlook on it. And I always say you got two choices when you have trauma that happens to you. Your trauma either defines you or you define your trauma and you define your trauma. And I I'm glad I've got to meet you and know you now, dude. I appreciate the hell out of that. Thank you very much for having me on, man. And I, I, I'm going to have to start uh, start listening to your damn podcast, man, when I ain't got shit else to do. Hey, that's what you're supposed to do. I'm <laughs> jealous of – can I can I tell you, though, something, man? I, I want you to know I'm jealous of your heart, man. I appreciate it. That's, uh, that's about the only good thing I got going. Well, it's pounding inside of you, and I'm not. <laughs> well, you can tell you're from Florida now. They're fucking them, ah. Flo- them fucking Florida men. God damn. Uh, no, um, that, that actually, uh, that's a, besides for me being a good father, that's the best compliment I could receive. Um, I started sharing my story about six years ago on social media. I got a name as the bearded bastard. I went through a very bad breakup. Um, the woman I was dating at the time called me fat and unattractive. I was like 330 something pounds. Um, and I started posting my weight loss journey. Uh, I started posting everything and I, Got a fucking huge following on Snapchat, of all things. Well, uh, turned into where a radio station found me. And they loved my content. They loved how I worded things. They loved how I put stuff out there. Got hired in radio. And then I, I got fired from my beliefs. But I started my own studio and everything now. And one thing that I try to do is uh, – I, I know I keep bringing it up, but for some reason it's just on my heart to keep bringing it up. And whether I'm supposed to say this to you or somebody else, is uh, you know, not all of us got to be perfect to be uh, an extension of God. Like, I, I'm not. I'm rough around the edges. I, I'm extremely rough. I'm extremely raw. I like to drink. Uh, I love women. Um, I, I'm not what you would think that you tune in and hear somebody talk about how great God is and how much you love them. But that's, that's my mission. That is where, like, there's somebody that's going to be rough that listens to me and you, and they're going to hear you talk about your faith, and they're going to hear me talk about it. And that's, that's my journey. And uh, it's something that I'm proud of. Uh, it's also, you know, it's, I had to walk a fine line because uh, I'll, talk, <laughs> I'll talk about OnlyFans girls, you know, wanting to come to the studio one minute, but then I'll share my faith with the next. And, uh, and all that is, is I'm the everyday fucking guy. I'm the everyday person. There's nothing special to me. Um, I, you said it earlier. The stuff on TikTok don't mean shit. The people who follow me. I love them because they take mm-hmm. time out of their day to yep. listen to me. I don't love them because they gave me a follow. I, and I love them because I want, I wish them the best. And it's the same thing with every other creator that I, I end up getting close to. I don't care if you got 10 followers. I don't care if you got 10 million. Um, your, your heart is what shines through. And those people who let their heart shine through, they might not always get the big paydays, but at the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to have the best legacies because they helped others. And that that's all I want, dude. I just want, I want my suicide attempt. I want my battles with being overweight. 
Uh, I want all that stuff. I want uh, my family going through addiction and being able to sit here and talk with people like you that's battled it and me not me taking the taboo out of a lot of things. That is my job. And it's also, like I said, to lead people to, to faith in one way or the other. I, I don't think you could have said it no better, man. I'm, I'm still sitting here in shock and awe. I had no idea how this was going to go. I was on, I was live on IG before I came up here. And I'm like, I, I don't know what the hell is going to go on. <laughs> like I said earlier, the, the damn headline was politics, religion, and, uh, and, and, and whiskey. And I'm like, man, I hope he don't start talking about no politics because I definitely don't want to talk about that. No, no, we, I, I talk about them, but I got <laughs> – like, uh, I'll tell you, this This is how crazy it is. Dude. I'm, there's a woman running for governor in Georgia, and I'm actually on her campaign team. She lets me speak at the places she goes to because uh, – I am the everyday person and that, and that's it. And I don't try to make myself any better. I don't try to make myself any worse. I am the everyday guy. And, uh, man, I, I think that that's where you, you shine. That's where you shine. Uh, you, you let the side of you that you showed me tonight out and you think that you got a following now fucking blow through the roof. It's through the, <laughs> through the fucking roof, my guy. Well, hey, look, I'm gonna put this. Uh, I'm gonna put this link. Uh, when this is all said and done, man, you text me the link or whatever it is, and I'm gonna add that to my direct me link. Uh, and I'm gonna try and push this thing because I want just as many people to hear this, and not for not for egotistical reasons, but because I, I do want them to get to know a deeper side of myself. That way, they yeah. might be able to understand why I am the way that I am. You know, instead of like yourself, you know, judging a book by its cover before you even open it. You know, and it's all good, man. I have no. Uh, I got no worries about anything. You know, I, I know that as long as I continue to do what I'm supposed to do and, and don't pick up, you know, things are going to continue to happen for me. Did I have any idea that my life was going to be the way that it is today when I decided to pick up my white key tag? I fuck no. Hell no. You know, I had no idea what my life was going to consist of. You know, I, I had absolutely no idea. But one thing, one thing this relapse has taught me, man, is patience. You know, I've always been so quick to get everything back rush 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 especially being a tile man like i can go out there and make bank real quick you know and get everything back that i've ever lost within fucking three four five months you know but this time man i'm extremely patient you know me and my kids we had a fucking uh, 1800 square foot house uh when i had my business and now we're stuck in like a 900 square foot two-bedroom apartment and it's better today than it was then you know we're, we're just, we're just, I'm just more humbled today than I ever have been. You know, my ego was so big. You could not fit me in, in the America mall. You know what I mean? Like I could not walk through the fucking doors, dude. And that's probably where a lot of people, you know, misjudge me is because they think I'm extremely egotistical and I've got this big ego and I just think I'm better and this and that and the other. I put that off. Yeah. I can definitely put that out there, but you know, given that opportunity and sit down and have a one-on-one discussion with me, you know, you'll, you'll see that that's not the fucking case. I can definitely trust me. I can be fucking, I can let my dick swing bigger than anybody else's out there, you know, but I try to keep that thing tucked and not, and not let it show. So. Hey, look, I'll just tell you this. What you've done is walk by blind faith and you're right where you're supposed to be. Sometimes you might struggle, but just remember, you're not always where you want to be, but you're always where God wants you to be. <laughs> That's right. It, you, that, That's you, right. Otherwise, you're not going to learn a fucking lesson. Yeah. 
you know, one of my, you know that that reminds me, man, something that I that I preach all the time, man, to my kids, to to uh, to my lady, to people on TikTok, social media, is <clears throat> things happen the way that they're supposed to. Yeah, you know that they're they're going to happen. You know, like you might go to a job, and you you go to this interview, and you don't get the fucking job. You know, well probably not meant for you to get that job it's it's either something negative was going to happen with that job you know and cause you to whatever right or there's a better opportunity that's getting ready to knock in the next day or two but if you just if you just stay still just long enough you'll see that and uh when that opportunity finally knocks you can open that door and be ready for it you know so patience is has been a uh, virtue for me sincerely this time around man and that's something i had to learn the hard way but i learned it you know, they say you're not supposed to pray for patience, that you learn everything when God's ready for you to learn. <laughs> so I love to hear that you said that. I love to hear that you said that. Well, dude, I will send you the link whenever we get done. I thank you for taking time uh, away from your schedule. And, uh, man, your family around here, this is called Raising Grace Studios for a reason. And it is because we're all somewhere between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace. I love you it. Just, you just I always fuck, you remember that. It don't matter where you're at in life as long as you're in between those two because you're just like everybody else. That's right. All right, brother. Well, you take it easy, and I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir, because you know that thing right there be busting. What the fuck about that thing? Thank you all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. We'll catch you all next time. <laughs>